in this foreigner IMDb page, there's this Jap- there's this Asian looking chick, and next to her name says Charlie Murphy. I hope her name is really Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy's dead, man. Too soon. Oh, hello. Welcome to the conversation, Josh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting my Van Wilder arguments ready. What do you mean arguments? This is a pretty straightforward movie. Hey, everybody. Josh here. Just a quick note before we start the episode. If you have any kids or, I guess, elderly around that might be offended easily, go ahead and shoo them away before you start this one up. It's a little graphic. Are you stalking our podcast? Because that would be super. This is Spoilers. This is Spoilers. Yay! Hello, this is Spoilers, where we talk about a movie. Today, that movie is Van Wilder, Party Liaison from 2002. Then we give said movie a yes or no. Today, I'll be the only one giving a yes. And then we'll play a quick game of trivia to decide who picks the next movie. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Where's everyone recording from? Pappy? Hi. I'm Pappy. I'm recording from Denver, Colorado, and I'm doing pretty well. Um, a Mark Twain quote comes to mind when exploring this movie, and, and the quote is, Explaining humor is a lot like dissecting a frog. You learn a lot in the process, but in the end, you kill it. But luckily, we won't have this problem with Van Wilder because there's no humor to be found. <laughs> What? Uh, <laughs> Mike. My name is Mikey. Uh, I'm recording from Elkhart. And I got about halfway through this movie before I realized that I didn't laugh one time. And then I watched the second half of this movie and still didn't laugh. But I won't say no yet. Nice. Stevie. Uh, this is Stevie recording from Elkhart, Indiana. Sorry, I'm like drinking a lot right now because you guys are really on my nerves. <laughs> Stevie, go ahead, man. I got about halfway through this movie, turned it off, thought about watching the movie higher, decided... Like you thought about getting high than watching this movie? I'd rather watch a movie about an extreme skier that had no oh, substance okay. than watch the second half of Van Wilder. But I decided to trudge through it and made it to the end. And now I'm here, about to talk about it. Changed. You changed. <laughs> For the worse. <laughs> well, I hope, despite you guys um, blatantly and outspokenly hating this movie, we could still talk about it a little bit. Um, the first act kind of begins with the introduction of Van and his life. Uh, kind of starts off with a blowjob joke to kind of really start things off quick where he's uh, getting what he calls his yearly tradition of getting his pants fitted wink, wink by an older Asian lady who's like sucking on a sucker. Um, looks like she's giving him fellatio is what I'm trying to say. It really sets the tone. It really does. Set, it does set the tone very well. I would say. And Van Wilder's father comes and confronts him about his one money wasting ways and why he's been in college for seven years and decides to, cut van off from his funds and that's um kind of the inciting incident for what act two is but let's start with first act here um it's not just any father though it's like the most famous like uh college role ever is his father 
Yeah, his father is Chris Matheson, who Tim is Matheson. Is it Tim Matheson? Is it Tim? Yeah, Matheson? it's Tim Matheson. I'd maybe have in my yeah Tim Matheson. He's Van's dad, and he's Otter from Animal House. But that is only one of the many actors. They there's this whole genre of kind of like high school college sex comedy. They kind of paint paint tribute throughout it. Um, Tim Matheson is in it, obviously obviously from Animal House. Paul Gleason, he's a uh, Professor Vernon. Um, if you guys remember him from Breakfast Club, so he's a professor. He's like Professor McDougal in this. Uh, <laughs> Curtis Armstrong, who the campus cop, he's he's from Revenge of the Nerds and played hey, in almost all of the yeah almost all the Revenge of the Nerds he's in. Chris Owen, who's the Shermanator from American Pie, was a suicide jumper, and Cal Penn, who plays. Taj Mahal Badlandabad. <laughs> he was uh, Harold and Kumar from the White Castle movies. Um, Went on to serve in the Obama administration. Yes, he did. That might come up later, but um, he was associate director of public engagement in the White House for a while there, early on in Obama's um, first term. But uh, did you guys catch that at all as far as the actors that were floating in and out and maybe just some of the stunts they pulled that were kind of paying homage to some of these earlier sex comedies, if you will. Yeah. I recognized, uh, those actors, uh, especially the, uh, the principal from breakfast club. Is breakfast club a sex comedy though? It's a comedy <sighs> and they talk about sex. It, it teenage. <laughs> yeah. I would put it in the same genre as Van Wilder. Also. Yeah. Although Van Wilder has like a a whole kind of gross out element that these movies started getting in the American pie age. Do you guys remember any gross out mo- parts of this movie per chance? Say one of like the more famous gross out jokes is I forget which act it's in, but it's his friend who looks like Cisco is trying to light a bong, but it's actually Cal Penn's uh Penis enlargement toy. Penis pump. Where did you find that? In your room a few days ago. I'm trying to spark this bong, but this damn thing won't light. That's no bong. It's for my schlong. <laughs> oh, God. You mean I put my mouth on your cock pump? Oh, damn. I have a date with Naomi tomorrow night, and I, I just wanted to bring my A game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his. Since we're kind of talking about all the characters in this, let's just wrap up who the rest of the main players Cisco. are. You hit on uh, Hutch, who is actually played by a famous reality star from the early two thousands, uh, Tech something. Is it? Is uh, it not? Is it not Cisco? No, it's not <sighs> Cisco. I was kind of hoping it's it was Cisco the whole time. It's, <laughs> That's mildly racist of you. Um, he has identical like this hair. This movie is mildly racist. Oh, this movie is more homophobic probably than anything. Um, we'll hit on hit on that a little bit later. And misogynist. Don't forget that. <laughs> Did you like how anytime they showed a guy in this movie, they're either like in lounge clothes or like full on suit, and anytime they show a girl, she's like in the most stereotypical like tight fitting clothing or they're like at a luau or something 
is anybody else going to talk on this pod today? Please. <laughs> That's so frustrating. What question were <laughs> going on? I want to let you squirm in this one. This one you have to deal with this. <laughs> um, yeah, Josh. Thanks I, for I that see, input. I see what you're saying. Um, especially like when they're throwing parties, all the girls like super look super slutty. Um, even like during like the roller skating party, a lot of the girls are dressed slutty and they like refer to them pretty much. They refer to all the women like outside of Gwen as just being sluts in this movie. Just to touch on that too. I feel like Ryan Reynolds character is charming, but at the end of the day, he's getting his, uh, sorry to jump ahead a little bit, but he's getting his money to essentially bring women to parties. He's kind of like a pimp. Party liaison. Yeah. Well, he's a party <laughs> liaison for part of the movie where he's charging for setting up a party, which, yeah, means getting girls there, basically. But then before that, you guys might remember a brief stint he had in uh, topless tutoring as well. And they even played, like, a pimp came in and, like, confronted him and made him stop that line of business. So I think there's definitely... And I think what I was getting at with them showing all his, the historical... Um, people in this and paying homage to the genre is just this movie may be a little bit more self-aware than I think you guys give it credit for uh especially like yeah he's a pimp and they're kind of winking at you saying like yep this dude is a pimp but anyway as we move along uh you find out that the wait 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 wait. what you think this movie is self-aware like I don't see no one else in this movie went on to do anything great so I don't think it's like a smart person making a smart wink wink movie like by all indications it seems to be like pretty everyone's only le- i mean right ryan reynolds bounced back yeah the that, director the that really killed ryan reynolds wink. career oh wait but did the director no. the writer go on to do anything else i think they did um i know that i think the writers did van paul wilder blart, freshman year yeah so yeah we have paul blart van wilder paul blart. <laughs> or sorry zookeeper I will give you guys this. This is this movie has oh uh, the director also did ratings. Wild Hogs. Ooh, <laughs> Wild Hogs and Old Dogs. Oh, it's like the same thing <laughs> with Robin Williams. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. Sorry. No, I, I, I was hoping you guys would continue. Oh, he also did Buying the Cow. That was a movie in two thousand two with Jeremy O'Connell. Nice. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks: The Road Chip. Um, okay, that movie made a that lot movie of made money. made a ton though. of money. That's not even like. Uh, see, that's enough. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> this has like a pretty low rating. It's like nineteen percent, and then the audience score is a little higher, seventy three. actually not terrible. Um, I guess can I ask you guys just straight up like, there's some just really goofy, funny one liners and stuff like what got a stick so far up your guys' asses that you weren't allowed to <laughs> laugh. Especially when you like and laugh a non-funny movie like Legend or Sandy Wexler, why this one has such a turnoff for you. P.S. This is an awesome room. P.S. Shut the fuck up. What was the funny line? <laughs> yeah, what did you, what did you I mean, laugh what do you at, got, You guys want me to like recount the entire movie or what? I laughed, well, I laughed what, a what, lot. You the whole I laughed funny? a lot. Yeah, I, I thought the movie was pretty funny all the way through. I did. Do you think that the you see, you claim that like to like the sexism is a little bit don't turn this around. Cheek. I'm asking you guys. No, 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 no. I'm answering a question. What got a stick up my Dude. ass is the blatant 
racism and homophobia and stupid toilet humor that this movie is propagating. A lot of the jokes are about like being gay or not being gay or being from a different country. Even though Ryan Reynolds is very charming and likable and accepting of these people, they're still like caricatures of human beings. And Tara Reid is like a smart journalist. Who, 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 who are we trying to fool? Here? Okay, Tara Reid oh was one of the biggest. Actress. She was one of the biggest points of comedy for me in this movie. Actually, it, it, pretty much any time she said anything, I thought it was hilarious because of how horrible she would deliver every every single line. Well, it's kind of hard in fifteen seconds. My brothers play hockey <laughs> for the Rangers. It's uh, Van Wilder's in this first act. He's. Um, trying to interview an assistant for this next year and he gets like a dude making fart noises he gets like a male cheerleader guy and then he gets these two guys who um are basically gay caricatures and stevie if you could go ahead and read that quote fab you want to alternate lines yeah <clears throat> this will be good god having us both at the same time will definitely lighten your load we will bend over backwards for you. There's nothing too big we can't handle. And we mean nothing. We'll stay on top of you. And ride you all semester. So, Josh, why did you bring up this quote? <laughs> I thought, okay, so for me, I thought homophobia was a big issue in this movie. Um the racism well, with Cal the, Penn was a little confusing, but funny at times. But I think this is really what sums it up. And I, so for 2002, I feel like most movies of this genre, be, from before this, the hot chick. they wouldn't even mention a gay person. So is it possibly some sort of projection forwards that, um, that they at least brought up? No, no I think, I think no. Philadelphia did that in the 90s. There's a joke also here in this first act where the dad catches Ryan Reynolds in a dress and he says, oh my God, my son's a fairy. Then a woman comes out and says, okay, good. And that's supposed to make us laugh. The, the dad's relieved his son's not gay. But you have Aaron Paul in that scene, though. Who looks cracked out. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Aaron Paul, that's Jesse from Breaking Bad. Is, He's in the uh, Guinness Book of World Records, man. Where can I find Van Wilder? In the Guinness Book of World Fucking Records, man. Out of the raddest fucking dude alive. <laughs> For like Be raddest. the raddest dude ever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, no funny parts in this movie. We'll move on to the second act. Uh, so this act is what we referred to earlier when uh, we talked about Ryan Reynolds trying to make money, or Van Wilder trying to make money to stay in college after his dad pulls his funds. Um, starts off with a topless uh, tutoring business, then he moves on to party liaison, and um, he kind of starts off with like some nerds, and you see a more altruistic side of Van Wilder when you kind of notice that it's hurting him to throw these parties for money when really he just wants to help people out. I think he touched on something with his altruistic side because one of the redeeming qualities of this movie, I think is Ryan Reynolds performance. Um, I've seen him in a couple bad movies. 
Stevie, this one where he's with Betty White and Julia Roberts, and he uh, gets engaged. The proposal? The engagement. The proposal, yeah. You didn't like that, that movie? Terrible. Not a bad movie. That it's movie's not a bad terrible, movie. but he's like the best part of it. Like, he's just a really charming guy. Like, he can carry a bad movie. Exactly. Yeah, he, he plays a very, very likable character. And if it, like, if he remember wasn't the movie so likeable, Just Friends? That's a, funny that's a movie. hilarious movie. Funny. And he does very well in it. Yeah, I, I think he has a lot of charisma to add to this movie. And usually I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of like the frat party good guy character. But he, I think he really like grows on you throughout this movie too. And at some point in the second act, you're kind of all on board with him. But um, in the second act, we we kind of get more acquainted with Gwen's current boyfriend, who is one of the leads at a rival um, a rival frat. That rival frat is called like Delta Iota Kappa Kappa. So they all, they all have a bunch of dick shirts on. Um, and I actually thought uh, the character Richard Bag, <laughs> Doctor. played by played by Daniel Cosgrove, was one of the funny, funnier parts of this movie. I just hope you use some protection, and I wouldn't want our future children to be tainted. Because mommy went slumming one night back in college. He hates Ryan Reynolds, and he plays... Uh, someone in pre-med trying to advance their career and pretty much whenever he talks and thinks about anything, he's always kind of talking in um, like medical terminology, including when him and Tara Reed are having sex. Um, Mikey, do you remember that sex scene or was that 15 seconds too short for you to even remember? Uh, I remember everything about this movie because it's not a strain on the brain. (laughs) So, uh, yes, I do remember the scene, and it was terrible and boring and not well, funny. I thought that, I thought that sex scene. Like, was actually, is, that, is that like a rating thing? Is that like an MPAA thing? I don't think like, so. This should have like been Tara contract Reed bags thing in this with, movie. It's probably a Tara Reed contract thing, I would guess. But I think mostly it plays up to the fact like she. I thought that sex scene was almost like disturbing. I I don't think that was super funny because she's like laying there more than bored. She's like dead cold fish and her boyfriend is over the top of her saying things like You leave me feel so good around my swollen phallus. Oh, I'm really really confident when we ejaculate. I'm releasing my seminal fluids inside of you now. He's saying like uh, (laughs) your labia feels so good good against my swollen phallus i'm starting to ejaculate seminal fluids into you it's just like so gross and like disturbing and she's just like flopping around a little bit um and there's a couple of sex scenes that i thought kind of were funny <laughs> too um there's that one there's the one where taj starts the fire a little later and then um, <laughs> also when daniel cosgrove is He's having sex with uh, that like super bubbly tryhard girl, and he's basically just telling her to shut the fuck up the whole time that they're doing it. Oh my god, we make such the fab team! Last night I was so like Bonnie, and you were so like Clyde, and now this. You shut up! Try to pleasure you. Sorry, Richard. Pleasure away. 
P.S. This is an awesome room. P.S. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, so that... That character was like just after the dick the whole movie. Both the fraternity and the phallus. <laughs> and why do you think that was? She was a... Uh, she was a frat she's, rat. She's a frat rat? What's a frat rat? That's a legitimate question. What's a oh, frat like, rat? Oh, what's a frat, what's a frat rat? rat? Yeah. Just the chick that hangs out the frats all the time gets passed around between members. Frat rat. Ew. I mean... Yep. I think she's on there for that uh, long-term medical paycheck. I think that's kind of what they're getting at with her. But she is a frat rat. Um, well, I think a lot of this, too, especially with uh, the Dick Beggs character that you touched on, is a observational parody of what frat-like is life. And we all, we all attended... So, like, we all attended a major state schools, so we all were aware of around the frat system. Yeah, and none of us were in that. But I'll turn this question back over to you, Josh. Did you see things in the frat character portrayal that you related to or thought were funny from your time at Indiana University? From my time at Indiana University, <laughs> yeah, I really didn't go around. I mean, I think everyone kind of gets the rounds a little bit their freshman year, kind of feeling it out. But I remember but you're still around frat kids quite a bit if you go to a big yeah in your classes and everything. Uh, I think maybe earlier on in my life, that's maybe one of the reasons I really like this movie because I do think Daniel Cosgrove as uh, Richard Dickbag is really <laughs> funny in this movie. But they're shitting on Greek life pretty hard. Yeah, it is also like. kind of cathartic for me to see a movie shit on Greek life this hard because I really hated it. Um, I think being a little bit further away from college, I kind of get the purpose of Greek life and I have no reason to really be upset at it, but, um, maybe, maybe I was just jealous back then and, um, really liked, <laughs> really liked a movie like this one that sticks it pretty hard to that culture. Very different than the animal house portrayal, which is like a complete celebration of it in many ways. Yeah, and maybe they should kind of show in this how that view of the frats maybe changed a little bit, the time between those movies. Um, but, I mean, that aside, did you guys enjoy Daniel Cosgrove's performance as Dick Bag at all? And uh, I, I want to bring up the two main scenes that I remember, and one of them in particular is the most memorable scene that I took away from this movie after having seen it like 10 years ago or whatever was where uh, his frat is delivered a basket of bread that has cream filling, but the cream oh filling is a bulldog semen. <laughs> um, <laughs> did any, do you guys just like just straight gross, no laughter at all, just stone faced at that? So that joke's set up. You, you, you gotta bring up the setup to get that punchline punch. Because, like, his bulldog That's has a, ginormous yeah. balls. This is a very layered joke. And throughout the movie, the balls are just swinging around, right? And then, turns out we just need a little bit of relief. Yeah, and actually the bulldog's balls come up later because in the anatomy tests that he has to take at the end... One of the tests just happens to focus focus around canine 
scrotums, anuses. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's canine anus. Canine <laughs> is that also kind of poking at yeah. like the mythical fraternity game called Limp Biscuit? Ew. What is that? Limp- What's that, Stevie? Limp Biscuit. I heard about. I never knew this until I watched Silicon Valley. But it's a um, band from the nineties. Yeah. Also, the phenomenal band that played at Woodstock '99. But uh, apparently, it's guys standing in a circle trying to pleasure themselves onto like a triscuit or a cracker, and the last one not to pleasure themselves on it has to eat it. Yeah. That was spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that scene. and You like that scene? Josh, you find that you find funny? That funny? Uh, guys, uh, I think I may be finding where one disconnect is. <laughs> Who did you guys watch this movie with? Myself. No one. Myself. Exactly. I was exactly. I, was I remember watching this. This is kind of like a movie where if you're watching with some people and this scene comes on, it's so gross and everyone just kind of starts nervously busting out in laughter. And the way that these frat guys are like guzzling, gargling, Ugh. slurping, and just making like... making so graphic, Dog semen. <laughs> Dude, it's one of the most... Honestly, that's one of the most graphic scenes I've ever seen in a movie. I can't believe this is just art. You just saw Raw like, like a couple months ago, right? They don't gargle fucking dogs, dude. A dog was violated. A man jerked off a dog dozens of times. Seriously. And it's like has Josh maniacally like a long John Do- Yeah, it's like a long John donut, but filled with dog cum. It's so beyond disgusting. Like, <laughs> yeah. Quit saying gargling, that's gross. <laughs> yeah, you say gurgling or guzzling. Ugh. It, also, I just became very well. I'm, I'm yelling dog cum in my apartment <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, creamy. You're awesome. Oh. There you go. Mmm. Wow, you're so creamy. Mmm. God, this is excellent. Um, guys? Richard? Hmm. Hmm. I think I've had these before. We need to give a warning at the beginning of this pod that this pod is not for children. But I think they figured that it scene, out by now. The fa- the famous canine uh, donut scene, and then later. I wouldn't call it famous. <laughs> I'm going to give up on the act structure here. By the way, we're just going to go randomly. Maybe. That's fair. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> uh, so later in the movie, there's uh, Dick Bag is taking his test to um, to go to a, a, what school? Northwestern Medical School. Northwestern. And there's like this really over the top scene where a couple of like grads and alum are like, "Hey, this look, Dick here, meet all the people." But before this, uh, Tara Reed in kind of the biggest act of retribution in the movie. She she spikes his protein drink, which he always has to have before he takes a test. She spikes it with, um, what is that stuff called? X-lax? Laxative. Fiber. Yeah. She, <laughs> Turbo-lax. Yeah, a la Dumb and Dumber. And <laughs> I, I think the scene was actually a little bit funnier than Dumb and Dumber because... Stop when it. He was, when he stop was, it, stop dude. Stop it. When he was it. sitting in the test, 
and he starts like normally filling out the test and then they show his sheet and he's sweating and stuff and just filling out C all the way down and you know how important this test is to him and then he doesn't even finish the test and runs out and then he ends up like dropping trow and crapping like in front of like seven or eight alums from like the medical school he went to i i thought it was hilarious i thought it was like perfect end scene for him and actually my three-year-old daughter was watching that part with me too and she, what? Josh, did someone like, pay you to review this movie <laughs> what dude did someone just, pay you to review? just during that part just during that part and oh my God. she had a lot of questions but we both laughed together Richard, is there something you want to say? You look like you want to get something out, son. Oh, my God! I'm bleeding! Okay, well, first of all, let me break this down a little bit. I think that the fact that Tara Reed does extract revenge on him makes all of the characters in this movie just petty, shitty people. Like, there's no, like, good person. Everyone's in it for themselves. Everyone's extracting revenge, like, making people eat cum or poop their pants <laughs> or something stupid. So then, like, you also breezed over the fact that every time we meet, like, a doctor or a new person, they never waste an opportunity to have a stupid-ass pun. Like... One guy's like an OBGYN, he's like Dr. Beaver Diver, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess I really I mean, liked how this movie owned that and took every opportunity to insert that in the movie. And I but I think it's amusing. Groans. It's they're dumb. not laughs, they're groans. What? They're groans, not laughs. It's like, ugh. I, so I am pretty amused by all of that. And it, there's so much of it; it's kind of overwhelming. And, and you didn't really love need to watch this movie twice. I think you need to watch this movie twice to really catch all the references. No, I did watch it never. twice. <laughs> I bet Northwestern loved the Van Wilder bump they got from this movie. <laughs> all the extra admittance they got. I'm sure it was quite Dude, a. Dude, take that back though. It's not funnier than Dumb and Dumber. It's a clear knockoff of Dumb and Dumber. I don't think the movie is funnier than Dumb and Dumber. I think that part, I think they copied it off of Dumb and Dumber and improved it. Let's just say that. Ugh. I mean, Jeff Daniels in that bathroom is pretty darn funny. And I don't know, Daniel Cosgrove really cracked me up in this movie. He kind of reminded me of Bradley Cooper's role in Wedding Crashers, if you guys remember that. I think they called him, like, I think his nickname Daniel. was The Sack in that movie, so it makes sense. Zach the Sack. <laughs> yeah, they could call him The Sack. <laughs> <laughs> so pappy i take it you also had some problems with the way cal penn portrayed taj mahal bad land bad i don't have a problem with cal penn i think he did what he had to do but i have a problem with the way the screenplay portrayed an indian actor and like again a lot of the jokes come from him being yeah him being a stereotype like there, there's one part where he's like you've made so many friends here at coolidge and they would all, at the drop of a rupee, come to help you. It's like, dude, that, doesn't even, that joke doesn't even make sense. The saying is at the drop of a hat, not the drop of a dollar. <laughs> so it's like inserted like an Indian joke. Well, it could be the drop of and a dime, right? A dime is not a rupee. 
as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's every joke is like him being a virgin, and he's a virgin because he's a foreigner, and he's weird because he's a foreigner. That's like the that's like the heart of the humor. But you're supposed to all foreigners are weird. But Ryan Reynolds' character is the one that you like and relate to, and he he loves Taj. And and he, yeah, and he yeah he he's he's like doing him a favor by being his friend. That's why the character is endearing. Like the character of Taj is a complete bumbling <laughs> idiot. He lights himself on fire during sex. He like seduces a girl on a roller skate rink, and then like whoa crashes out. I think the most disappointing. Whoa! <laughs> the most disappointing part of Taj's character arc is that, like, he tries to get with white girls, tries to get with white girls, doesn't work out. Then all of a sudden, sees the first Indian female character of the movie. Yeah, and they that was are a little bit of a instantly boyfriend and girlfriend. That's that's problematic. That's a very Shrek-like story arc. Which what we learned that's from not... Shrek as kids was to stick with your own kind and you'll be happy. <laughs> that is that is racist, dude. That is racism and it's that was pretty bad i agree pure form but i don't know why you're letting cal pen off the hook i mean sure he took the role and acted but in doing so how many famous indian actors can you name before the year 2002 so you're saying this is what an indian actor would have to do subject themselves to so, ben saying, Kingsley is white. <laughs> I was I'm kidding. Saying he played that, Gandhi. That <laughs> yeah, I'm saying he did what he had to do, and he may have paved the way for other people. And I think that, like, I don't think he's proud of this or the stupid sequel he did. Like, he went on to bigger and better things. Like Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Or like serving for the forty whatever fourth president of the United States, but <laughs> dude, Ben Kingsley might be Indian. His name. I think you're thinking of Rod Steiger. No, his name is Krishna Banji. His father's name is Rahim Tula Harji Banji. Who? Oh, he's a Kenyan-born doctor. Gotcha. Thank you, Stevie. What's a better Stevie? What's a better movie, Gandhi or Van Wilder? <sighs> hmm. I'd rather watch Gandhi in slow motion, uh, and that's like a six-hour movie. But Ben Kingsley is of Indian descent, and his mother was English. So there you go. I stand corrected. Yep. Spoiler facts. Why are are we supposed to like Van Wilder anyway? Isn't he, like, stealing money from all of these students just to pay for his college? Stealing? Yeah, it just kind of seems like he doesn't really like any of the people. Like, if it weren't for the money purposes, would he like any of the people he's going to school with? Yeah, he is in the seventh year and he's only just started to charge for parties. I don't, See, I, I don't really, that, I don't Josh, really get yeah. your question. I guess. No, I agree. Cause I think that he is a redeemable character cause he's always trying to quote unquote, stay with his friends. It's all about his friends. He's made at college. So, and he goes, he says at one point you can pull this audio maybe when they're playing hockey, which is an absolutely ridiculous scene. But the point of life is, are we going to get in trouble for being in here? No, no, it's cool. The equipment manager owes me a favor. I introduced him to his wife. Life is all about developing relationships, Gwen. Maintaining relationships or something that affects, so like, the character of Van Wilder is exemplifying like, being this extrovert and having a lot of friends and that this is like the most important thing. And that's why I think when you really start to like him, if you didn't just give up on the movie at the very beginning, <laughs> like a certain intern used to always do all the time, 
is that uh, are you saying it's inappropriate to give up on the movie before or after the asian blowjob scene <laughs> is that where should and, i and what's her name suk me <laughs> is that literally 10 seconds in or three minutes into the movie was it was the name of pun you appreciate it josh suk me was that it's just another of example of them like... sticking in a pun where it doesn't belong over and over again yeah in this movie. it doesn't belong at all and uh, in <laughs> one single one yeah you can say it's like stupid and whatever but as a whole and just waves upon waves of these come at you it gets me man i can't help but laugh it's freaking hilarious i can I'm respect sorry. you for you, that i mean i do because I, I have I a hard time to no believe I have a hard time to believe you guys like the P the bad PC ness of this movie is like the worst you've ever seen and this is like the No, dumbest shit the reason ever. I don't like it no. is because it's a it's kind of a genre that's been ran dry at this point. That's what I hated just I don't know, it was kinda of running on steam when it came to Van Wilder. It just didn't wow me, it's just kind of there. I hated this movie because it had sound effects from like iMac movie or something put in over scenes like there's a scene in the library where someone makes a joke and there's just crickets and yeah and maybe there's other instances there's other instances of bad stuff like that and maybe it's just because it's like 2017 and a lot of things jump out at me like i i didn't think that any part of it was funny but then you're asking is like oh it's kind of like cringy moments in between the the failed joke so it wasn't just the fact that it was cringy. It's the fact that like none of the jokes landed except for the deaf basketball coach, which was hilarious. That was probably the funniest part of the whole movie. Can you set that one up for us then, then Pat? Yeah, I mean, so the the, the team is down at halftime. Um, Thank God you guys finally liked one part of the what, What's the mascot? Movie. The chickadees? The chickadees, the yeah. So the team is down at halftime. And... Uh, Taj and Van are watching the game, and so Van just gets up like the team needs me, and so like he fist bumps the black security guard because he's black. Why why would they do anything else? And he goes in the locker room, and Lamar Odom's there, and the deaf basketball coach says something like, "This is the first time in my life I'm glad I'm deaf. I can't hear the booze. Now listen up. I'm gonna go over this one more time." Thank God I'm deaf, so I can't hear the boom booms. <laughs> Which is actually fucking hilarious. That's a pretty funny line. Yeah. And then and the scene just goes on to be like, he's setting up a play, but Van Wilder's like giving him a speech like, if you win this game, you're all going to get laid, and that's what gets them pumped up, and they win the game. Yeah, and all of these... Um players are actually clippers at the time i don't really want to get into who they are one by one but it it was kind of racist how they were just like just this movie is very racist they ended up with all blonde white women what what's a lower point in lamar odom's career van wilder or (laughs) dating a kardashian dating a kardashian i think it ruined his life i would say I would say the rampant drug use. Yeah, I would, and the I would brothel the, attendance the, as well. The brothel <laughs> passing yeah, the, out. The heart attack in the brothel might have been the low point. Dude, extends will do a number on your heart, man. Is that what Take it was? I don't know. I thought so it was a bunch of... Ben Wilder close second. 
Uh, <laughs> edit point. Definitely not editing that out. Um, do you guys like? Hold on, just. Oh, here we go. Hey, so despite the basketball scene, you guys hated almost every scene in this movie. I got my buddy in. He just called in via Skype. Brett Kelly. Brett. The, oh these, shit. These dudes have been hating on Van Wilder and saying there's no funny scene except the death basketball coach. (laughs) Can you you help me out a little bit here? Well, right when you told me you guys were doing Van Wilder, and I I mean, I'm familiar with you guys. I knew you guys were going to hate it. (laughs) It's so so funny. They thought it was too racist, too homophobic, too not PC. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Before you Brett, what, what parts are funny for you, Brett? What do you like? I, I don't know. I mean, I know it's not like a good movie or anything, but <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess I like Ryan Reynolds. I mean... We've agreed he's charming in this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of like Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds, you know? That's why it's the sequel to Deadpool. <laughs> the prequel. The prequel to Deadpool. <laughs> okay, I mean... The college years, Deadpool. <laughs> I'd like to hear why you guys don't think it's funny. I mean, you got... Classic, you got some classics, man. I'll I'll write that down. I mean, write that down. Write that down. <laughs> I love I love bulldogs. I mean, I you like big bulldog nuts, dude. Well, I mean, not particularly. I have bulldogs, <laughs> but they're all, they're all neutered. So, but he understands the stigma. That's what he's trying to say. For the first time in my life, I'm glad I'm deaf. That's a classic line. We we agreed that was probably <laughs> the funniest oh, part of the whole movie. Line. Cause I can't hear the booze. Yeah, <laughs> Brett, this this uh, this pod's been pretty rough. Uh, early on, Mikey basically refused to speak for the rest of the pod. Well, so I could have gu- guaranteed that Mikey was going to hate it. I mean, he hated Cool Running, so he obviously doesn't know anything about comedies. And I chose Cool. I chose Cool Runnings too. I know, and, and y'all, you all hate it. I'm just messing. You guys all hate it. <laughs> But what do you think about a person that says yes to a movie like Sandy Wexler, but is clearly going to say no? It's the same as you, Josh. You said no to Sandy, but yes to Van. I haven't said yes yet. Someone paid you (laughs) to give this movie a thousand thumbs up. (laughs) Again, I mean, I know it's not going to win any awards. And yeah, I mean, 15 years ago, you could get away with a lot more. It's a little homophobic, a lot bit, and... A lot. Pretty, pretty sexist and probably a tad bit racist, but come on. <laughs> Brett. I want to throw something out there. So oh. Brett and Josh are yeses. The rest of us seem to be noes. And Brett and Josh are significantly <laughs> older than the rest of us on the podcast. They yes. were, I think they were in college in the mid-90s, early 90s, something oh around my there. God. <laughs> bro, bro, bro. Come so on. It was came... like more representative of their experience. This movie actually know. came out before we were in college. which is Well, I was in college for like 13 years, so it really resonates <laughs> for me. <laughs> the better part of a decade, to quote. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually still in college, so, you know, I'm... This movie came out when I went to college. So there you go. But Brett, did you feel this movie was at all cathartic in the way that they ripped on frats? Do you think that's maybe why we liked it back then? Because we hate frats? And because the main frat guy was named Dick Bag, and there was just everything that we wanted to say about a frat. 
Yeah, and he was, and not only that, I mean, he's in a Delta Iota Kappa, so you know he's already a dick to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, man. I do you guys don't like when they eat the donuts and then he says, "Sorry, fellas, bakery's closed." Oh, oh, we did not like that. No, it's pretty gross. Yeah, <laughs> just thought it's gonna gross out toilet humor. Pappy actually said that was the grossest scene he's ever seen. Or the yeah. most explicit scene he's ever seen in a movie. And I've never like even even in the Jackass like sequel when they're drinking horse semen, that's like blanked out. Like there's a bar across that. This is like simulated semen gargling. Well, I have all the unrated Jackass movies, so I don't know about the bar, but yeah, it's really gross. But I mean, you got funny comments like the guys like I think I've had these before. That's pretty funny. And he's like, Oh, it's so warm and creamy. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's I've seen less disgusting porn than that. <laughs> like like what, Mikey? I'm not going to get into that. They're like gargling it and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you guys are like serious movie critics, so I can't sit here and tell you that okay. Van Wilder. Was Dick Bag crapping funnier than Dumb and Dumber with Jeff Daniels? That's a great mm-hmm. question. No, it's not, it's not funnier. Thank you. But it's funny. It's a tad funny. I was just astounded when Josh was like, he improved upon what Jeff Daniels was trying to do. <laughs> no, no. Jeff but Brett, when he's, filling out, when he's filling out that test and it's taking it super seriously and then it devolves to him just filling out all C's faster and faster and then eventually turning it in unanswered mostly. I, I mean, the crapping versus crapping, like the actual moment where they like push out the shit yeah, Jeff Daniels got him. But I think this movie built that up. Well, they built it up far longer. <laughs> Who's? I mean, who hadn't seen this movie before? It was my first time. I had seen it before. I've seen it before. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I thought, I mean, Tara Reid was really hot back then. What happened to her? Uh, she was just a, she's just a train oh. wreck now. Oh, my gosh. She, she had like a meltdown about 2004 <laughs> drugs. <laughs> I was going to say, she probably had the maybe the most embarrassing wardrobe malfunction ever, so. More than Janet? More. Oh, well, okay, well, first of all, the Janet thing was unique because that night she's the biggest pop star in the world, next day she's not. But Tara Reid had just had a I'll really take. botched boob job, and it's bad. Instagram it, Josh. Instagram world. it. I heard somebody slamming on their computer as soon as Brett said that. <laughs> that, was that. I don't think you're going to want to see it, guys. I mean, it's pretty bad. Like, Usually he's Money Mike. Today he's like Monk Mike with a vow of silence <laughs> about Van Wilder. Malik Mike. Okay, but I think the main question is is it worse than Time Bandits? Ooh. No. no. This is the worst From movie I've ever seen. I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch Time Bandits again. You are you guys serious right now? Brett, have you seen Time Bandits? No, I have not. Well, then no one. Yeah, none of you. It's, I'll, I'll put it this way: yeah. Time yeah. Bandits, like, will bring up some hope. Like, <laughs> is a pretty good discussion movie because, like, a lot of people love it. It was kind of funny but to watch Pap have a meltdown. <laughs> I think I really think Time Bandits is not bad. And I was really surprised. That was like the third episode of the party. I was so surprised and sad that everyone hated it so much. These guys are kind of a hive mind as far as movie goes. I can only hope my brother, who's supposed to also be calling in with a voicemail. Let's play that now. 
Uh, hey guys, this is Jordan with my review for uh, Van Wilder. Sorry I missed the podcast tonight. Uh, I'm excited to hear what you guys say about this because I'm not exactly sure what to say. Uh, I've heard that you should uh, always sandwich a criticism between two compliments, so I'm going to do my best to not be too negative. Uh, I guess my first compliment is the movie contains plenty of bags, and that's really what I need from a comedy. And I've always thought that you can pretty easily judge a movie by the contents of its bags, and this is A-plus bags, so uh, had a good aspect there. Uh, the criticism that I have, well, there's many. <laughs> what a pointless movie. I mean, I feel like everything about it is pretty transparent. You see things coming from a mile away. I guess I could commend Josh for expanding kind of our movie base and choosing a, a rom-com, but to be completely honest, this is one of the toughest watches that I've had to endure during my time with spoilers, and uh, it's it's going to be a hard no-dog for me. And like I said, I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about it. Oh, I was supposed to give one more compliment. Did I did I mention the boobs? That was a, a pretty good call. Wow. What a dumbass. What a moron. I can't believe you said it would suck. <laughs> Brett, uh, so we got a yes or no from Jordan there. What do you have to say about this movie? I, I mean, for what it is, I thought it was funny. It was my It was my college movie. Uh, I probably haven't seen it in like a year, but I've probably seen it 20 times at least. I, I mean, it's Cal Penn's breakout role. I mean, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for Ryan that. Reynolds, come on. He's been playing the same character for 15 years. You're welcome. <laughs> Tara Reed before Meltdown. Tara, Pre-Meltdown Tara Reed. <laughs> but still terribly acting Tara Reed. Tim Matheson. Was it Paul Gleason? I mean... Come Did on. Paul just die? Yeah, uh, he's dead. Yeah. A couple years ago, actually. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, he died. Yeah. Ele- it wasn't a couple. He died 11 years ago. 11 Paul years ago. Yeah. Holy crap. I thought. I feel like he just Poor died Paul. last year. <laughs> so, Brett, before we let you go, oh yes? Gosh. Yes or no? I, I'm sorry. Little, little boys, uh, that sounded bad. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said little boys. I realized that sounded bad. A young, younger gentleman. Young guns. Young, young guns. guns here. Oh, man. First of all, Pappy, I'm not a baby boomer. I'm 33 years old. <laughs> that is a millennial, oh, too, Pappy. And, no, yeah, and due to some calendar thing in my bobs, I'm a millennial, which is bullcrap, but whatever. Officially, millennials are 18 to 34, so yeah, you're safely a millennial. Some people look at it differently. <laughs> <laughs> like Bappy. Apparently, you're also, a baby boomer. I up in different times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I I'll, I mean, I'm sorry you guys hated the movie, but I don't Brett, blame it at the same time. We're going to let you go, but thank you so much for coming in here and backing me up for a little bit. Yeah, Just you're a, welcome. I think you're more of indicative of the population as a whole but all right thanks for calling anytime you want to give me a call i'm here see you brett see you guys thanks we need to call him more often that was funny yeah so did that put any more perspective on this movie for you stevie um no this movie's still really bad (laughs) (laughs) no uh no just no 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 not much more perspective but uh, 
I do think comedy was far different in the early 2000s and late 90s than it is now. I think, um, as I said earlier, it's kind of running out of steam with the high school, college humor. And as far as college movies go, have there been that many great college movies? Animal House. I mean, there's there's Animal House and Revenge of the Nerds, but... I mean, uh, the Social Network is that really? Amer- a, I mean, that's more of like a a law. Like that's not really. A, I'm talking about like the college experience. Movie. Comedy movies. Comedy, comedy movies. movies. Yeah. Hmm. I'd say Animal House old is school? king. Old school is great. Or, um, or uh, Apatow. Neighbors. Apatow movies. Neighbors, which is a little newer. Apatow? What's that's not a movie. I mean, just like any Apatow movie. Yeah, it has pretty much has college humor. Yeah. Uh, so I. The movie Apatow. <laughs> <laughs> the college Com- days <laughs> coming. This the college summer. years. Uh, Apatow homecoming. Yeah, it's so nice to I, hear your voice, Mikey. <laughs> I think this movie falls short when it comes to other college movies and like the college experience movies. So I think it's really hard for this movie to go up against like the others. One thing that he said that I thought was funny was about Ryan Reynolds kind of breaking out here. And I do think he was exposed to a national audience here in a way that he hadn't been before as a leading man. And I wrote down in my notes that um, Tara Reed and Ryan Reynolds kissing at the end of the movie and embracing was symbolic as their paths intersected while his career was on the upswing and she was headed down the tube. And that like slapped me in the face as I watched this movie in 2017 of these two actors who the last 15 years has had have had very different plights. I mean Ryan Reynolds is still he he's an A plus lister, right? I mean, I don't think he could go to a bar like without security. And I think here's I think Terry Reed could. Here's what I wanted to bring up, and I'd like to get everyone's feedback on this. Who's more handsome? Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Gosling. Ooh, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I go today's trivia. <laughs> I say Gosling. So let's go one. Let's go one at a time. Right. Let's go Stevie, Stevie first. I go Gosling, um, especially for the fact that like his like his name would pretty much get me to like get me in a theater because I love his movies. Ryan Reynolds can't say that about a ton of his movies, uh, but yeah, I'd say handsome wise Gosling. Yeah, I have to go Gosling too. He's got he's got the got the notebook, the, the man. Book with the notebook. He's got the, the Academy Award man. with the La La Land, Mikey. Oh, La La Land! Don't forget the Green Lantern. Gosling definitely. Gosling definitely has the better movies. Uh, they're both funny. No, who's more handsome, uh, Mikey? Oh, who's more handsome? Ugh. Not who's more dateable. Uh, Gosling, Gosling, I guess. Yeah, I would say Gosling too, which is weird because I think in the notebook he was cast because he wasn't as handsome <laughs> a, as much as the other actors were that were applying for the role. Have was you guys Ryan Reynolds one of them? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everything in my notes is completely dry. Um, it might be an act in futility and frankly redundancy, but... Let's go ahead. Let's yeah. go ahead and do. Let's go ahead and do yes or no's. Uh, let's start with Pappy. Then I'll go. Then Stevie, and we'll do a grand <laughs> Mikey finale. Who's just been holding all Waiting his words the till the end here? <laughs> I don't have a lot to say. That's the order, though. Yeah, I'll keep it. Sh- yeah, Pappy. I'll keep it short and simple as well. It's a no for me. We haven't touched on the 
nerd from How I Met Your Mother, who's also in this movie, but from the perspective of you see a lot of young, talented people, it could be a potential yes, but not to be a social justice warrior, but like there's a lot of <laughs> racism and a lot of homophobia and a lot of like the <laughs> biggest laughs hinge on that. And so it, it just doesn't, it doesn't hold up today. There's better comedies from the 90s, so many better comedies from the 90s that are more relevant today and still do hold up. So it's a no, but I do love Ryan Reynolds. So I saw this movie. Hard drink. When, when it was first first out and at the age I was in, I think I just kind of have a nostalgic, uh, like hard on, Viggo Mortensen hard on for this movie. And I'll admit that it's so, this movie is so non-PC. This movie could not be made today. The fact that if you can suspend your inner SJW and just like watch this and immerse yourself in the puns, preferably watch this with a couple buddies while you're cracking open a cold one on a Saturday. Um, you're going to get some laughs for sure. I know I showed my little daughter the like uh, crapping scene, but this is never a movie that I really want my daughters to see in its entirety. And ever, even when they're adults, <laughs> uh, that'll be their choice. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, in a point in time, it found me in, and for the laughs I got revisiting this, even in the face of all the homophobia and racism and sexism that I know is wrong. I'm still going to give it a yes. Stevie, go ahead. Mostly. Um, this movie feels like a late 90s movie that they made in 2002. I just don't think it transferred over well. I think the comedy's lazy. Um, don't love gross-out toilet humor, which this movie had plenty of. Lazy? They sold out the whole movie for it. Um, it's just, this movie just seems really lazy. Uh, especially the story arcs between the characters. Uh, just, this movie's incredibly lazy. It's not funny. Like, this movie is, you, like, went out on a Friday night, got hammered, blacked out, woke up on a couch. By, like, some miracle, you extend your hand to the remote and hit power. And, like, Comedy Central says, and up next, Van Wilder. And you fall asleep for the next two hours because you feel so hungover. And that's pretty much what your experience of Van Wilder should be. This is a hard no for me, and I'm kind of upset you picked it, Josh. That metaphor made no sense. Mikey, you're up. <laughs> Before I say no, Before I just I want to point no. out something that Josh, <laughs> that Josh said uh, when he was saying yes, no. He said, immerse yourself in the puns. I never want to do that during a movie. I never want to immerse myself into nonstop puns uh, for 90 minutes. But I will acknowledge the fact that the best thing about this movie is that it's really fast-paced. It's 90 minutes. Uh, pretty much at like the 45-minute mark, uh, you get the inciting incident. And then the movie just kind of wraps up pretty quickly. Which is very important to you. <laughs> the quick wrap-up. I didn't laugh at all during this movie. And if you take out all the racism, the toilet humor, the just bad writing and jokes, uh, it's it's a very short movie. There's 
nothing of substance here. So it's a no. Dog or just no? It's a no dog. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Josh, what, right. mo- like, what movies did you pick or like, or like, was this movie picked over? Yeah, so Stevie keeps trying to make me reveal my short list of movies that I want to <laughs> play for so Citizen Star- King, how, Godfather 2. How about this? How, Van Wilder. How long, has, how long has Van Wilder been on your list to pick? Weeks? Hours? <laughs> just, say, just say what you want to say. It was say a panic it. pick. I think it was a panic pick. It was pick a panic pick. I gotta say, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I've said no to every one of Josh's picks. Sean, Sean, Sean. I think you're just showing your bias. You're just like bold face showing your bias. Anything Pappy or Stevie no. picks is a yes. Hey, I picked Adaptation. I gave that a yes. Never forget Time Bandits. Yeah, I've definitely said no to that. <laughs> I'm sure I've said no to Stevie. Yeah, you said no to me for sure. Uh, I have Brett. Anyway... Uh, so this was three to one, no to yes. What does that make this movie, Mikey? Oh, okay. So yeah, this is uh, this is rotten. Oh, no, rotten. it's this not. Is no, it's not spoiled. <laughs> this is spoiled. No, it's three to one. It's not spoiled. No. Would you drink three week old milk? Like I wouldn't. How this is some bruised ass bananas that maybe you can make some banana bread out of, but like, <laughs> dude, just throw that shit away. Very brown, falling apart. Thank you, Pappy, for giving us a good one. Um, bruised ass bananas. <laughs> it's like these guys are just refusing to believe that I gave it a yes, which I kind of get. That's fine. Who paid you? I wish I was paid. Is this a movie Jeff wanted to watch? And you're just like, yeah, let me review this. Has Jeff seen Van Wilder? You guys have to realize this movie. Did you tell Jeff it was a Western? This movie cost five or six million to make and made like 40 million, I think. It made 20. Box off. No. It made 30. 38? 36. It opened at number seven. It opened at number. It opened at seven. Oh, my God. So who cares? Yeah, it cost nothing to make, but. It made it back because this was 2002 and there's nothing This else movie grossed $38 million. Studios take shits of $40 million and think nothing about it. <laughs> a movie that makes $35 million is nothing to sneeze at, Mikey. I'm it was sorry. absolutely a financial success, but it wasn't anything. This like, is so successful. Cultural- this doesn't even count the DVD sales plus the unrated DVD sales. Plus, it, they created. You still find niche. these DVDs out on Black Friday. No. I think it was very niche. Like people, like it wasn't. I said it opened at number seven. Like a lot of the majority of people did not see an R-rated comedy and don't usually. It's a very. Do you want to know what pissed me off most about this movie is that it's not even one of the bad movies on Netflix. So I couldn't even stream it. I had to go and download it somewhere. I had to watch it on YouTube. Yeah, I had to find a pretty jank stream, Pap. How did you find this movie? I, th- I think there must be something in rights going weird with this movie right now. But I carved a pentagram into my palm and placed it on my <laughs> neck. And, I was able to watch movie. and Ryan Reynolds came out as Van Wilder. Yeah. But what I was going to say... Nah, as Deadpool. <laughs> this, this movie also spawned a sequel, The Rise of Taj, and a prequel, Van Wilder Freshman Year. Um have you seen either? 
Don't Josh worry about it. Don't worry about it. Rise <laughs> I've he's got the box set, the trilogy box set. All right, you guys, we've ripped apart Van Wilder uh, quite enough. Are you guys ready for trivia? Serve it up. Born ready. Okay, this week's trivia is called Oscar Van Wild. Oh, jeez. So, I have a bunch of quotes here. Uh, I'm going to read one off to you, and you have to decide if that was Van Wilder that said it or if it was Oscar Wilde that said it. Oh, my God. Is there a chance that it was both? (laughs) No. Well, Van Wilder was a very prolific writer, writer, so I guess there's a chance, but... um, there's also a bonus question in case there's a tie at the end. For some reason, we can't eliminate everybody. But uh, who's been the longest since they've hosted? I got to think it's Mikey. Mikey but me, for sure. And then who's after that? Me, uh, Pappy. Did no, no you, just host, you, you just hosted uh, episode one. Yeah. So it's so uh, be me. A, I, yeah. All right. So the order is Mikey, Stevie, Pappy. As usual for me, the first one's pretty easy. So Mikey, the quote is, all you need is scented candles, massage oil, shit. and very ba- white. <laughs> Write that down and look at me. No cock pump. Who said that? Van Wilder or Oscar Wilde? Oscar oh, Wilde. man. <laughs> I, know, uh, I know Oscar Wilde was a big proponent of the uh, cock pump. He was uh, very into the cock pump. <laughs> I believe this is a quote from Van. Yes, Van Wilder. Stevie, you're up next, and here's where they get legitimate. This quote is, what is wrong with people today? Is that it? Is that it? I guarantee they both said that. That's it. (laughs) It's a tough one. Van Wilder. Correct. Good job. Thank you. Pappy, number three. Mm Mm-hmm. We are all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. Uh, Oscar Wilde? Correct. What? (laughs) Dude, no! (laughs) That wasn't me that said that. Uh, Mikey, number four. Always forgive your enemies. Nothing annoys them as much. Uh, Is that Oscar? Oscar, indeed. Number five. Stevie, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. I know that. Hold on. Um, I'll go with Oscar. Oscar is correct. Pappy, number six. Sometimes you have to let your heart lead you, even if you know it's someplace you're not supposed to be. Oh, that is uh, Van Wilder. Good memory. Number seven, Mikey. To live is the rarest thing. Most people exist. That is all. Oscar? Oscar. Correct. Whew, you guys are killing it. Good job. It's almost like Oscar Wilde said smart shit and uh, <laughs> stupid ass shit. Number eight, Stevie. Worrying is like a rocking chair. Worrying is like a rocking chair? It gives you something to do, but it doesn't go anywhere. Sounds like something like a legend would say. Um, it gives you some. 
I don't know, just to speed this game up, Van Wilder. Correct. No kidding. <laughs> Number I was trying nine, to get that wrong. Pappy. <laughs> I can resist everything except temptation. That's Oscar Wilde. Oscar is right. Number 10, Mikey. You shouldn't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. Van? Van is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Number 11, Stevie. (laughs) Dinner for two, me and you. I'm guessing Van. For fuck's sakes. Number 12. <laughs> it wasn't even. <laughs> Experience is simply the name we give our mistakes. Sorry, you can say it again. Experience is simply the name we give our mistakes. Oscar? Oscar. Correct. <laughs> God damn it. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Number three. Mikey. Or 13, sorry. Mikey. <laughs> Edit point number three. (laughs) (laughs) This is where they get tricky. I'm all out of love. Believing for so long. Van. Van. (laughs) Are you kidding? Writing abstractly in a guitar. (laughs) I'm all out of love. (laughs) (laughs) Who's next? Stevie. 14. Yeah. All this time I thought I was more than a flaccid story. I'm guessing this has to do with the journalist scenes. I'm going to guess it's Van Wilder. Correct. 15. If you're always thinking about the future, then you forget about the present. Pappy. Van? Van Wilder is correct. (laughs) 16. Mikey. I've learned that you can't treat every situation as life and death. Because you'll die a lot. Because you'll die a lot. What? Uh, Van. Van is correct. We have a few more questions. We might have to move on to the bonus. <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> Number seventeen, Stevie. The truth is rarely pure and never simple. Oscar. Oscar. Eighteen. Pat. Too many people today know the price of everything and the value of nothing. Mm, that sounds articulate, so I'll go Oscar. <laughs> Actually, I kind of rewrote a couple of Van's lines slightly to try to trick you. It hasn't worked so far. Uh, 19, Mikey. There's only one thing in the world worse than being talked about, and that's not being talked about. Van? Mikey. That's his most famous quote. That was Oscar Wilde. That's Oscar's most famous quote. Stevie, Stevie, this is my last question. Um, If he misses this, then what happens? Yeah, because I've got more times than Pappy. Then you get the. uh, You've all answered so many correctly. We're going to give it to Pappy if you miss it. Mother! To love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance. That sounds smart, like Pappy says. <laughs> Pappy read through it like a book, like an Oscar Wilde book. 
I'm gonna go with Oscar Wilde. Good job. All right, oh, the two Jesus. Of you, the two of you have made it to the bonus That's the question. longest trivia we've ever done. No, the Game of Thrones one was so much longer. That's oh, the most right questions you've ever gotten before. Um, congrats, but here's the final question. I mentioned earlier that Cal Penn was the associate director of public engagement in the White House during Obama's near the Obama's first term. So in months, how many months did Cal Penn serve under Obama in the White House? Um, Stevie, since you got th- that last one right, Pappy has to go first. You can go over. Um, say 48. Stevie? I'll say, just to split it, um, I'll say 38. Cal Penn served from April 2009 until July 2011, and according to mm. my calculations, that's 28 months. Nice. Ugh. Stevie. Huzzah! After Pappy reads us out here, um, and he can feel free to cho- to toss the spoilers, man, whenever he wants to, but if he wants to start the plugs, uh, and then you can think about a movie to pick. Take it away, spoilers, man. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Our number is 903-776-4507. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers, clicking on the cereal bowl, select the reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. Who is Spoilers Man, Pat? Spoilers Man is a fiver that we hired. <laughs> He is a slave, and he'll say whatever we wish him to. (laughs) Oh, this is so impersonal with the plugs now. (laughs) It's so much better. (laughs) Thank you, Spoilers Man, for that terrific reading of all of our plugs. Uh, Stevie, you're on the hook for next week's movie. This is a lot of pressure, because... I'm not going to call Van Wilder a dud, but you have to kind of get that thing where you pick a better movie than Van Wilder. So I was talking to Pappy earlier about Impossible. what's the best the best movie that's come out since, like, you were born. And in my mind, since December 17th, December 17th, 1990, it was Mad Max Fury Road, but I'm not going to pick that movie. I'm going to pick the movie that I, it gets me just as amped up. So we're going to be watching the Jean-Claude Van Damme classic, Bloodsport. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. With one of the greatest chase scenes in cinema history. Can't wait to see some slow motion Van Damme climaxing. It's amazing. Jean-Claude Van Wilder (laughs) Damme. That was spoilers. Okay, so one thing we didn't talk about in the pod that we probably should get to is you guys are huge 
Bert. Kreischer. Great. Kreischer Bert fans. Bert is fat. Bert is fat. Yeah. You guys love him. Bert's hilarious. I do love Bert. Bert's the man. And this is, I think it's a huge point that we didn't talk about because Bert Kreischer, he was at Florida State and uh, Playboy magazine right now was running Rolling an Stone, I thought. Rolling Stone. Yeah, I was running an article at Florida State for the number one party school. And they just like stumbled across Bert. And then like, if you watch any interview with Bert, he's like, yeah, this happened. And then Oliver Stone optioned the rights to his life story. And Pap, Pap, I can actually play some audio from that Joe Rogan, just like real brief. And then the development deal falls apart with Oliver Stone. All the guys that have submitted their scripts for Oliver Stone's movie about my life then get their intellectual property back. One of the guys takes his movie, changes my name, sells it to National Lampoon, and it becomes the movie Van Wilder. So after after that script fell through with Oliver Stone, then um, it was just, I guess, like on a blacklist, and then it became... It's Ryan Reynolds' property, but well, also the writer just changed Bert's name to Van Wilder. So that, like, yeah, he on that podcast he has an interesting anecdote where he's saying, like, yeah, I didn't get a dime from it, but I had a meeting with some sort of executive, and it, it sounds like he basically agreed not to sue them. In exchange, he got a radio show, but like this launched his stand-up career, his podcast career, and now it's just like a famous guy for being famous all because of he's the real van wilder when you search van wilder brick kreischer like you see new york times wall street journal like big time newspaper articles all about like the real van wilder i just think he's a really funny guy i mean he's really quick and tell like a million jokes a minute and I, I like pappy said he's very self-aware of the only reason he's famous is because of van wilder He's kind of, I mean, he kind of like a gimmicky act where he always like takes off his shirt when he does stand up, but he's very tech savvy. Like he's got a very lit Periscope account. Lit. He's tweeting all the time. He's got Instagram. He, and he's always in podcasts too. He has multiple podcasts. So he's, he's very like cutting the edge with like social media and stuff. So I think that's like more how I know him than from like other stuff but he also has this awesome like backstory which he always tells and it's like crazy party stories i mean it was kind of a bit of a shock really i mean you don't really think this movie is based on anybody in real life but everybody i mean this is his story it, it was pretty much stolen from him and then he ended up profiting from it in a different way than a lot of people thought he would so Mike, I've got you, right change, here, yeah. you changing this to a yes then mikey no, I just thought this whole story was interesting <laughs> about learning about Brett Kreischer and how the connection to Van Wilder does anybody was. does anybody want to switch to a yes? No, no. but he, I, it's it's it called been the, funnier had Burt Kreischer just been in the movie. Yeah, it's called the Machine Story. This is definitely what I know him from. It's a very famous like bit that he has that blew up. But if you Google Burt Kreischer, the Machine Story, you'll probably recognize it, and it's fucking hilarious. Adios, amigos. Is that, is that you saying to stop? Yeah, I was trying to end it with a legend reference for you. Adios, amigos. Why don't you go release your own pressure? Oh, and uh, just so we're clear, I'm telling you to go fuck yourself. <laughs>